your mouth, bitch. Yo, we out of our minds. Run your mouth. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Run Your Mouth podcast. We're here in the home studio, baby. We got almost a full crew. Nice to have everybody here. Welcome, Mr. Harrington. How you doing? All right, perfect. He's engaged. He's on board. He's ready to go. He's focused. That's our producer extraordinaire. And back. Missing in action for a long time. He was out on an acid trip. He got lost in the in the woods or something. You were hanging out with sheep. Tell us the backstory. Where you been for a month? We missed you, buddy. I uh, I got the flu. Uh, I was sick and it was really cold for a while. I uh, almost did acid. You know, sometimes when I'm sick, I like to do drugs. When I got this infection in my arm, I fucking did, tripped on acid and just watched it heal. And that's the medical advice from Joseph Roberts of no matter what's wrong with you, take some acid. Um, I had an interesting day today. I, I, I think uh, I think you guys will appreciate this. This is what I love about New York City. I was biking into work today. A little bit cold for biking in. Were you outside at all today? It was kind of cold it's day. It's fucking freezing. I'm so glad I have a car. Oh, yeah. Cars are nice. Yeah. I, I'm not as wealthy as you are, Joseph Roberts. So I'm, I'm a real working man. I got to bike to work. So I'm biking into work Fuck and I go that. to make a left turn and some fat dude on one of those motorized scooters just rear ends my back tire, right? What? Rear ends my back tire, falls over on his scooter. He's fat, so he's fine. It just That's gets hilarious. like it gets it gets absorbed. But like it was a pretty nasty crash, right? What happened to you? I was fine, man. Like you fell? No, I didn't fall. He he like rear ended me at the back side of my turn and then kind of just fell over because he was like a fat uncoordinated guy. <laughs> and then he started to yell at me, so I stopped and I was like, you know, great little New York City moment where yelling at each other on a corner. He's like, you gotta watch stuff. I was like, dude. You're behind me. I have the right of way. You're in my fucking blind spot. Don't ride in my blind spot, you fucking idiot. You hit me from behind. You hit me from behind. You, you rear-ended me. And he's like, well, you, you got away. I was like, no, you're in back of me. And then finally he showed up and I went to ride and my tire was wrecked. Oh. Wrecked. The guy wrecked my fucking tire. But well, it was electric. I might have done something, but I didn't realize that my tire was wrecked until I you know, started biking off. What would you have done? Probably nothing, let's be honest. <laughs> I would have beat him to death. No, I wouldn't have beat him. Welcome to New York. If the guy wrecked my whole bike, I might have been like, hey man, you owe me for the bike. No, 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 this was, all right, let's call the cops. Yeah? Let's call the cops. He just rear-ended wow. me. Great, I'll wait for the cops to come. Wow. I might have. Yeah? He would have blocked his way? I don't like, know if I'm I would have a... been that aggressive. It depends on how much, this is not that nice of a bike. But if I had a real nice bike and a guy got testy with me, I might chase him down. A little fat guy on a scooter. I don't even need the bike. I could just take off running and give him a good shove. And <laughs> Hell yeah. You got an ex- you need an excuse. Just give me an excuse to some- chase somebody down. Yeah. Sometimes that's more, more of it. Also, I would love to get into a fight while wearing my, uh, my snowboard helmet. How do you lose a fight wearing a full helmet? You gotta take the helmet off if you're gonna fight. What someone. for a fair fight? No, you, yeah. gotta, you grab them by the shirt and you give them an upwards. Oh head my god! Smash their face into a helmet. Yeah, that's one way to do it. Seriously, I'm you're... surprised there are more, no more, not more like helmet headbuttings in the city. You mean because, uh... like, instead of slashings, they're more like, yeah, this guy came and broke my fucking nose. Yeah, you would think you'd hear more of those stories. You know why? Because I bet people who are getting into fights with helmets <laughs> are not that slick of a fighter to think, hey, let me fucking headbutt someone well, I tell with you, my helmet on. A boxing parry uh, for like a jab is just yeah. dropping, your, dropping your head down like that. Right. And so if you got a helmet on, that's even more effective. Yeah, because you can smash someone's hand, potentially. Right at the top of your skull or helmet. No, that's what I was saying is my move, if I was wearing my helmet and I was going to, I wouldn't headbutt someone straight, I would grab their shirt. 
bend my head down, top of the helmet into their nose. Nice. Yeah. Nice. The oh, old Odell Beckham launching missile. Yeah. Fuck somebody up real good. All right. Yeah. So here's what I love about New York City. Harrington, you with me here? <laughs> we'll get there yes, eventually. Sir. We're just getting warmed up. We're getting that we we were off for a week. We're getting the tires slowly turning. We got we got a rowdy bunch of people in the other room. I can't be leaving this mic on just uh, all willy nilly. Oh yeah, but you know what? Before I continue the story, shout out to the HSR guys and congratulations to them on their victory and uh, um, the purchasing of a margarita mixer for the Gas Digital Network. Hell yeah! And we have the honor. We're on after the HSR guys, so I think moving forward, uh, Thursday nights are going to be margarita night, margarita nights mm. at the Gas Digital Network. And while we're not officially on the network, you know, we're, we're like the late night shift. You just turned off my mic. Really, really killing it on the... I didn't turn off your mic. Oh, no, I hit the cough button because I uh, coughed. I thought this was uh, my mic. The ghost of Ralph was censoring me. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> just the thought of you being on his network, on his network. shut down your <laughs> mic. Exactly. The, just, just, just the proposition of being affiliated in any way uh, other than working here professionally. Um. So is this my cough button? Right here. All right. That's... No, that seems to cut shut down the whole table. No, this is mine, and this is... Hey, you say something. Hey, what? I demand a platform! <laughs> I have censorship over the podcast why, now. Why does his cough button cough up my... Because uh, you're that's over not here, his man. cough button. Oh. You're yeah, on yeah. mic, too. Well, I don't like that we gave Joseph Roberts this kind of... Look at this. Yeah. Uh, I think things are great. Uh, let's continue <laughs> on with the podcast. <laughs> How is this going to work? I feel like the second I get into something... Honestly, I'm really excited about the new changes in the podcast. Censored again! This How? is really great. How is this going to work, Mike Harrington? <laughs> I can't even hear myself. What the fuck is going <laughs> yeah, on? Yeah, this is a really nice change. <laughs> I'm really excited about things. So, Joseph, what did you bring to the table today? Hey, this is I my brought... show. <laughs> Why on my show you're going to censor me like this? This is just a new direction. <laughs> I like it. What did I bring? I brought weed. I've been smoking it. <laughs> All right, and I'm back. It's only five seconds that it cuts me off for, so I'm going to try and get this in in the five-second spurts, so just don't cut me off again. I'm going to get this one in. Um, all right. So here's what's great about New York City. I went to this bike store, right? And I just fucked up my bike. Now, what's nice is it's not like you got to ride 10 miles. It's not like being in the suburbs. There's a bike. You, you just know, Google Maps the closest I one. I didn't even need to. I knew that there was one up the street. So I show up with my bike and I was like, hey, man, can you take a look at this for me? And he goes, what happened? And I go, this fucking motherfucker. Hit. But any other place in the world, they would look at you and be like, this guy's a maniac. We have to call the cops. But in New York City, they're like, wait, what the fuck did that guy do to your bike? And I'm like, I'm just biking and this fucker smashes into me. And he goes, you got to be careful for those Mexican guys and their fucking scooters. <laughs> and then the other guy's like, yeah, those fucking scooters are heavy. They shouldn't even be in those bike lanes. And I'm like, that's what I've been saying. We got to go after these motherfuckers in the bike lanes. That's true. I love that you went to a place and just got nothing but like support. You know, yeah. I didn't go here just to get my bike fixed. I came here to get fucking... Verbal pleasure. You know, you know what? Let me fuck this guy. That should be like my new... I, I can't afford a psychiatrist. Maybe I should just show up there a couple minutes in and out of work and yell about some random shit and they'll stand there and be like, yeah, your boss does suck. And yeah, you gotta fire that chick. As long as it's in the bike lane. You mean just everything has to happen in the bike lane? I mean, if you're at a them. bike shop, I don't know why they'd give a fuck about your life. No, I think they, they're just like that New York attitude. No, like, this no, guy's... They're, they're bikers. They're assholes. Of course they're on your side about that bike and stuff. Wait, I feel like you're saying like bikers. If you went like, to a tire yeah. shop that was like made for fucking auto bodies, you know, no one would be like, hey, you need to keep, you know, they'd be like, hey, keep your ass in the bike lane, you know. 
I don't know. I feel like they're on your side because they're a bunch of biking bitches like you. Right, as long as it's biking related. So if I can just tie biking into it, like, I broke up with this chick and, like, they look at you like, what? It but it was on a bicycle. Then they... Uh, yeah, she broke up with me on my tandem bike. And they'd right. be like, what a whore. Yeah. <laughs> that fucking bitch. Then they'd support it. Um, The yeah. other thing that happened to me today, which was wicked creepy, is I got a brand new um computer at my job. They were nice enough. They gave me a computer to use. Nice. And the first time I logged into my Gmail... I got a letter from Gmail going, hey, we noticed that you're on a brand new computer and we wanted to tell you about Google Chrome, which is the faster browser than Internet Explorer. How the fuck did they know that I was on a brand new computer? How did they know that? Yeah, uh, maybe like the newer computers have different IP addresses or something. No, know? but they knew that I was an Internet Explorer and like I'm a Gmail guy and they're well, like angling in Harrington okay. I feel like you got something it's, on this it's Google like they yeah. are big brother they know everything yeah. that's creepy it's not that creepy it's like oh, the world we, we signed up to give away our privacy yeah you accepted the rights alright you guys want to take Google's side on this fine I didn't realize I mean, I, I, uh, it's just I didn't I mean, realize how pro Google you were you know uh, what do you want first, me to you, be first you censor me then you go on the side of big tech I don't know. what am I supposed to be surprised or something like this is a uh, big like shocker yeah they, they know what internet supporter you're on all right I like it okay now before we get into uh, some of the uh, bigger news of the week I got I got some housekeeping housekeeping issues I'd like to address <laughs> I want to get into a little housekeeping so we got a full frontal assault. There's a lot of you guys, you're listening out there. We've grown the numbers over, I want to say, we've probably done a year and a half, maybe two, two years of episodes. Joseph Roberts has been with us for about the last 10, you missed the last five, but you know, <laughs> for the last 10, he's kind of considered himself a part of the show. Harrington, you've been here <laughs> for six or seven episodes. We're growing our operation and do us a favor. If you're listening to the show, recommend it to a few of your pals, uh, write us a nice review, tell us about how much you like Joseph Roberts and... Uh, I don't know. What else can they do for us, uh, Mike Harrington? Yeah, uh, Mike. You know, just rate and review. I mean, rate that's the biggest thing. That boosts you thing, up the charts. Do the us thing, too, about the review, you can say whatever the fuck you want. Just make it nice. No, know? fuck. Make it, make it uh, well, inflammatory. Well, you can make it inflammatory, but give us the five stars. You know, you can Five say, stars is what's important. Say, give us the five stars. They then say something insulting. And, some, and make it cut to the bone. No, don't say anything insulting. Say say nice things. I prefer nice things. Yo, you know what actually might incentivize them to do it Ooh. is if they said not nice things in there and then Joseph Roberts had to read them and we got to see what it looked like when you heard the not nice things people were saying about you. There we you. go. I'm going to go on that. I'm going to go on that. Okay, but we'll only read the not nice things you said if you gave us a five-star rating. If you yeah. give us four stars and say not nice Te things... Technically, you can't do that, but... <laughs> Legally? Uh... What do you mean? Because uh, then you're incentivizing people to give you a higher rating to get content on your show. So you could say, hey, we'll randomly pick a review. Okay, we will randomly pick a review nice. that says not nice things about us. This is why we have But Mike. the only ones that will catch our eye because we have horrible ADD are the ones with the most amount of stars. Because if there aren't a lot of stars, it's just... All right. Well, we're really excited about this new game. And uh, I'm excited. That's all I got to say. <laughs> okay, censored one. You know, if you'd had that button on earlier episodes, we wouldn't have had content pulled I'm for I'm really uh, defamation. about the new future. <laughs> That's all I can think of is the and word. And we got a full frontal assault. We actually have an intern who's going to be posting content for us. We're going to be getting the video up a little bit. Pretty mm -hmm. soon, I think we're going to try and uh, maybe go live on YouTube. Yep, pretty soon we're going to try to get some followers. That'd be nice. And, and that's the other thing. I'm posting content every day now on Twitter. Robbie the Fire. Robbie You're, the Fire. What, what's your Twitter if you want to plug Bong it? Bong rips the book on Twitter, Instagram, and Venmo. 
Lobo. Mike the Chin, you wanna you wanna plug your uh, your Twitter there? Yeah, I'm uh, at the Chin underscore on Twitter. And then uh, recently, what I've been doing is just for some of the off network podcasts, I'll just take a screenshot of me listening to it, give a one sentence review of the episode, post it on my Instagram story at the Chin Turn. So Do check you ever, that out. Is the review just ever like total garbage, and then a post of it? Or you're, you're, you're nicer than that. You're looking well, to support. I mean, here's the thing. I don't listen to shit content, but I did listen to a project Davidson Boswell put out earlier today that I, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna review tomorrow and I don't think it's going to be that nice. The buzz. It's, yeah, I like him. That's why I spent the hour or something listening to his new show. I just, I don't know. I got kind of bored of the concept like two, what, what's three minutes in. He, uh, it's actually something Robbie had talked about a while oh, back. Oh, wait, what the fuck? Yeah, dog. More people are ripping off my ideas? What the so, fuck? So apparently he's been working on this for like a whole year now. Him and uh, uh, this girl whose name I cannot remember right now. They went and they did like two to three minutes of fake podcast uh, riffing on popular podcasts as today. So like their uh, horror, um, true crime one talking about murderers. All right, I'm bored. Yeah. <laughs> well, my uh, well, let me explain what my idea was. We didn't we didn't execute on it because I'm lazy. But I wanted to do like the failed comedy, uh, the failed pilots of like a fake network. And it was supposed to be like people pitching the ideas and then like brief, um, basically like brief content that was a train wreck. So the best idea I had was um, <laughs> like Serial is the most popular podcast and Law and, SV- Law and Order SVU is like the most popular of the Law and Orders. So I figured we could do a rapist, uh, a podcast oh. called Serial Rapist. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of blew the joke, but you get it. Anyways, the other thing is I'm on Twitter. I'm posting at Robbie the Fire. The other thing is I'm posting jokes. I kind of, th- there's going to be some crossover between the content I post on Twitter and then what we do on the podcast. But I, I view it like a jam band, man. I don't think it's repetitive. I think like you float the idea on Twitter, you riff on it on the podcast. It's always different. What do you think, Mike Harrington? I have watched way too many comedians get up on stage and tell a joke that I saw them post earlier in the day on Twitter for me to get mad at that. You mean like to you it's fair play? I feel like it's like a jam band. Like I, I, the dead, when you hear something that they did in studio, it's different than when they did it live and it's different when they do it a year later live. It's always like they're mixing it up. Yeah, I'm not co-signing your jam band bullshit, but I will tell you <laughs> that uh, yeah, if you have a funny idea, bring it to the table with other funny people and it'll get fleshed out. All right. There you go. Moving on. Um, last thing, I, I just want to share a little bit of etiquette. I um, A friend of mine told me that this happened to him this week, and it's happened to me before, like a dude kind of experiencing some balding out on a date at a theater, and a guy behind him says, hey, man, can you take off your hat? <laughs> and I, that happens to me once. I was on a date. I'm like at a theater. The guy behind me goes, hey, man, can you, can you take off your hat? And I just turned to the chick I was next to, and I was like, who made this guy the official cock blocker? <laughs> I'm like, I'm here trying to block the patches in my hair so that we can have sex later, and this guy's got to ruin my whole spot. <laughs> which is which is a great line, Harrington. But how'd, how'd she take it? Oh, she laughed. You know, she was a good sport about it. But here's what I'm like: I'm fucking five six. A hat doesn't make that much of a difference. Like I'm not a tall person. Yeah, what kind of hat were you wearing? Like a black lady? No, black like a fucking baseball, hat? like a baseball cap, like this. Like what? Like what planet do you live in where you really think that hat is making the difference in your view? I feel like where, where did that even come from? Like, hey, can you take off your hat? I'm trying to uh, watch the movie over here. You no. look and it's a midget. Yeah, like what? What Harrington? Can you agree? Like, I think if you tell someone yeah, to see, take the off hat. a hat, you're that's being the a hat you were wearing. You're being a fucking asshole. No, I wasn't wearing like. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck that is. That's like someone killed a peacock and put it on your head hell yeah that's the kind of shit i'm into harrington can you agree with me on this don't tell people to take off their hats i think what he where he was coming at it from maybe was a respect angle 
right? So like old timey, you're going to a theater. Generally speaking, people are like more respectable. They get dressed up. They're not wearing hat. Like they're very much the anti hat inside. I wasn't crowd. that. I wasn't in that classy of a theater. No, no, okay? that was about respect. He's like, hey, 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 Johnny Depp is on a boat here. Why don't you take off your fucking hat? <laughs> Have some fucking respect. Take hey, your goddamn hat off. Hey, I'm trying to watch the pirates <laughs> in the Caribbean. Take your hat off, sir. <laughs> Yeah, so can we all we we all in agreement? Don't fucking tell people to take their hats off. Well, I you feel douche. like people that are confrontational in New York City gotta are looking for a fight. I don't know. I never bother nobody because you never know who's crazy. You right? Know? Like in my head, it's like everyone's crazy. Well, because I might I might be a little crazy. You know what I mean? Don't. Yeah. When people fucking say something to me, it's like, are you fucking serious right now? Right. I could take my knife out and cut you in the face and be like, "Booyakacha!" I could now, be. Like, I- now everyone knows you're a bitch. <laughs> And they just run off into the night, take my fur off, and now I'm a different person. Is that your line when you when you cut someone in the face? If you see someone with a big scar on their face, it's because they were they were they wronged someone and they're a bitch. That's right. what I learned from my Rastafarian friend. There you go. Fun facts. Uh, penis news. Okay. I, I got some good penis news. We haven't we haven't covered penis <laughs> news for quite some time on the that, show. We need a drop for that. What? Beep 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 beep. Penis news. Harrington, can you get us a penis news drop? I'll work on it. All Thank right. You. So here's the penis news I got for you. A billionaire diamond trader died during penis enlargement surgery. Well, how are they enlarging it? Okay, this pissed me off, but they wouldn't tell me. Like, mm-hmm. especially if 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 some if a billionaire is doing that's got to be on the cutting edge of science. Yeah, they gave no information on what this guy was doing to his largest penis. Well, but they now don't, they don't want to ruin the next uh, the next the next one. one. Yeah, because yeah. they're still selling billionaires on that. This is a good idea. Mm-hmm. Here's what bothered me so much. Cla- classic. This was in the New York Post, but it's like the guy just died. The first thing you have to tell me is he also had a little dick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the guy just fucking died. He was clearly embarrassed about this his entire life. Honestly. And then you sum up his entire, like, he's a billionaire. I don't know what he did to accomplish his billions. Like, he might have, you know, robbed third world countries. He might have created the cure to cancer. I don't know. You know what the one thing I know about this guy is in his entire life accomplishments? He had a little dick. That's it. I'm going to tell you one thing. Yeah. People who get plastic surgery get plastic surgery. And there's no way this is the first. This is the guy's first dick surgery. I'm sure this guy had the biggest dick you've ever fucking seen, just chemically enhanced, full of fucking like plums and fucking <laughs> nectar. You know what I mean? So it tasted good too. It tasted it was good. A, f- a fruity cocktail. It had a good purple color to it. You know, a good hue. You Wait, know, is I'm, that good if your dick is purpley? Don't ask me. I'm not fucking sucking dick if I can help it. <laughs> but. I'm telling you, this guy probably had a huge dick, and he died like Joan Rivers, just trying to get a little bit, a little bit, a little more. bit more, just a little bit more. He was addicted, addicted to dicks, to that dig, that big, big dick purple pump, plump. There's no way that was this guy's first surgery. I agree with you. So here was a quote by a, a relative of his. He said, after living an exceptional life, Ehud, he was a Jewish guy from Israel, um, after living an exceptional life, Ehud, Ehud will be brought back home to Israel as his final resting place. He will be dearly missed by us all, and he had a little dick. <laughs> <laughs> Quote by one of his family members. The other thing is, I feel like if you're that wealthy, don't you just like pay Asian women to pretend like it's really big? I don't know. It's not fun. And you want to see like a, a black lady go like, ouch. Right. You know it's not enough for you to just be with some androgynous person. Right. You want to impress the people who are... In the rap videos. Yeah, who really need a big Especially dick to be Especially you didn't impressed. tell me he was Israeli. Now I know he's like 
America, so great. I don't know how Israelis talk. Do an Israeli for no, me. No, you were nailing it. Yeah. Eh, eh, let me, eh. They, 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 they <laughs> like the, eh. This is Israeli open mic. Yashar, Yashar. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's not. I was trying to be nice to him after a set because he said he was from Israel. I walked over to him and he was like. He's like, I've killed children. Yeah. Did he say that on stage? <laughs> yeah, he'd be like, I've killed children. Just kidding. They're not people. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because from you, that's yeah, not that bad of a joke. This guy's my killed. new favorite comic. <laughs> yeah, that's not that bad. Uh, no, it's scary because it's true. He goes like, uh, you know, other men, not men, but like I'm doing him like <laughs> Russian. But th- he has that joke. He goes, but no, I was one of the men. Like we gotta get him in here now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, a bitch. as long as we're on the topic of Israel, this was a crazy story. This past week, um, it was cl- two years ago. You ready? This guy, huh? Palestinian. Claimed to be Jewish, had sex with the lady, Wait, this and the now guy? no, oh. this is a new the new story from Israel is now in jail, um, guilty of rape deception. Yeah, that's a thing now. Don't don't uh, don't lie to people. I don't know. I never got that. It's like, what are you gonna do? Just be like, yeah, I'm a millionaire and I speak like this, and then in the morning be like, hey, so that was great <laughs> sex, right? That was phenomenal. Well, I'm out of here. That's why I've said it's rude to stick around after a one night stand why ruin what they thought their nice time was in the morning? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they were drunk at night. You they so you're thought... don't let them see you with your hat off. Yeah, exactly. You got to get out of there in the morning before they realize that you weren't a good-looking person. <laughs> you got to flip it backwards when you're fucking, get out before before the, the sun riot, you know. You got to stay in dark environments, keep the hat on, get out before sunshine. You got to get those uh, sun blocking... The rays, the, yeah, like the good... The good blinds. Good blinds. Good yeah. blinds. All right, so here here was the story. Two years ago, Kashur met a Jewish woman on the street in Jerusalem. He worked as a messenger for an Israeli law firm, and like some other Palestinians, looked to integrate more effectively into Israeli society, so he'd assume the identity of a Jew. He called himself Dudu, a common Israeli name. <laughs> My name is Dudu Brown. <laughs> it actually, that, that actually is a common name, but you'd think if you could pick any name... Why, like, you can pick any Well, that's any how name. you trick someone. Be like, why would I pick Dudu? Yeah. Dudu is such a terrible name. Why would I pick it? We, we're doing I the worst it. Israelis, but I like it. <laughs> so well, it's not, That's my Pakistanian. Now, here's where it takes a turn. On the same Pakistanian? day... Pakistanian? <laughs> on the same day, the two had a consensual sexual encounter <laughs> in a nearby office building. I mean, honestly, this just sounds like Israeli. 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 Is, how do you call it? Israel? Trying to fucking take down another Pakistani guy. I'm just saying, like, if you go on, like, four dates and you pretend to be, like, a rich dude, that's different than if you meet a chick in an office building and then have sex in the janitor's closet. Sure. Like, you can't claim, you know what I mean? Like, you're not, like, you, you weren't di- wined and dying and swooned and bought into some lie. You had fucking, a, you had sex in an office building ten minutes after you met. Like, that's not... Yeah, they they uh, have a different life in Israel, you know? They fucking, they're all in the army. They're all fucking horny, you know? So, anyways, they got they live right next to the, to the fucking um, war zone. You know what I mean? They're right. They're, they're fucking right all the time. They're just they never. You never know when the bomb's gonna go off. Right. So you got to get your fucking in quick. Fuck it. What are we doing living here, buddy? Uh, yeah, having fun. <laughs> not, <laughs> so not killing ki- children. The woman whose identity is still protected by law did not know Kushur Kashur was an Arab. When she found out, she filed a complaint with the police. And then they got a plea bargain. He's going to jail for a couple of years. For... I feel like if this was in America, she'd go to jail. They'd be like, how dare you think about his race or his ethnicity? You're going to jail. That's funny. That's you mean like, how dare you 
like the hey, fact I, that he's a different race and now you didn't want to have sex with him, you're yeah. a disgusting human being. Yeah, you're so. making a valuation about people because of race. That's a good yeah. take. Yeah. Harrington, what do you think? Do you think that there should be such a concept of rape by deception? Uh, I mean, he's like, then I would never get laid. Like, what do you, you think I'm going to admit to this criteria? You just took the joke out of my mouth, but yeah, kinda. I mean, he's, uh, he's been walking around telling people he's the owner of the gas digital network. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, my name is Ralph Sutton. I had a height reduction surgery, but everything else is great. Yeah. I get <laughs> what's in it. Kareem Green has a great joke. I'm going to ruin the joke, but the concept applies really well here. Um, but he was talking about uh, if you're a male and you had sex with a female who you found out was like post-op transgender. Okay? Uh-huh. So w- w- what would your reaction to that be? I mean, if it was good enough to trick me, who do, who cares? Yeah, I kind of agree with that too. I once, I once felt up a tranny and I was like, I want to know what science boobies, like that's the best science has to offer. Like you think I don't want to know what scientist, scientist mm. titties feel like? Yeah, I'm pretty open. I mean, if that's, uh, she's a woman, you know, as long as she's not like, I'm a dude. You mean like, like like right before you're about to come, like she like like pulls you in and be like, by the way, that used to be a dick, and you're like, no, not even that. If she was like, by the way, identify as a man, I'd be like, ah, dude with a pussy. By the way, even if it's like the hottest chick who was always a chick, original parts and everything, did that to me, right? Like I, that would freak me the fuck out. Yeah, if if they were like identified as a man, I would just say I was gay at that point. (laughs) She's the hottest chick I've ever fucked. And I'm about to come. Yeah, I guess I'm gay. Yeah, yeah th- that's the other thing. It's like I kind of agree with you. It's like if between science and you, like you fooled me, like yeah, got me. You know yeah. what I mean? Fair yeah. and square. Yeah, I mean, you know, if it's good enough to trick you, it's good enough to be uh, in love. So Kareem Green's joke. By the way, Kareem Green is a fucking monster of a comic. Have you guys ever uh, seen him live? Yeah. I have not. Oh, you should you should track him down. He's like a veteran of New York City. He's been around forever. And I'm just saying, like, killing at a different level. And I'm not going to do his joke justice, but he goes, you know, like, I I guess his joke is with the transgender. Like, they say that's not, you you can't really say that. But let me ask you this, ladies. What do you do if you have sex with the dude you think he's rich and then you find out that he's broke? (laughs) Yeah, you wake up in the morning, you're like, wait, you had no money? You're just broke? It's the same thing. It's basically what we're describing here of rape by deception. But I think it's a really tough criteria to throw on men. Like, I think that's that's kind of, you know what I mean? Like, you don't want to just straight up lie to people. But I think part well, it's of... it's got to hurt your ego to be like, yeah, I only can get laid by telling women I'm a millionaire renting a nice car from Enterprise. Like, yeah, so I guess it sucks to be you, you know? I mean, what kind of a creep are you that if you hear this, you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, one of the good ones? Yeah, Aaron. Hey, one? At least I'm not raping. <laughs> Um, all right. Now I found this hilarious video of, I think by the way, that this, uh, do you guys ever, have you done like a Chinese buffet around New York city? Is that something that you guys have frequented or gone to? Honestly, not in New York city. I, I almost laughed in your face. I've like, been to a Chinese buffet. I've never been to a Chinese buffet. Ever? Never, ever. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, and that's not true. I've been to China. <laughs> yeah, they got the fucking lion yeah, yeah, sculptures yeah, right. out front. Yeah, you're no, but it was clearly like, lying. It was like, a, it was like a, no, no, no. But it was more of a Chinese restaurant that, like, they have that one night of the week where they're trying to clear all the leftovers out, so they do the one night like all you can eat. Well, but you. I guess you'd have to call that an all you can eat buffet at a Chinese spot, so it's a Chinese buffet. But I've never gone to like one of these big hall places that are twenty four seven or tw- you know every day of the week Chinese buffet. That's crazy. Well, you know, I live an interesting life. What can I tell you, Joseph it Roberts? Sound like it. So my favorite spot yeah. to hit in buffets, crab legs. I go in there. As soon as they drop them into the little tin, I run up to the spot, 
take as many as I can on my plate and... There you go. Well, that's what this video is about. This video is about a brawl that breaks out at a Chinese buffet over the crab legs. Yeah! Uh, what the fuck? That's me, yo. I All remember right. being a little kid and almost getting into a fight with yep, an old lady. For the crab legs? Uh, Harrington, can you uh, throw me up on the screen? Here we go. Let me see this shit. This is my life. And you gotta, you gotta fight the crab legs. A fight broke out in Queens. Hell yeah. Can I get a big one? Yeah. Okay, someone's got to give this guy Rogan's job on the UFC. I mean, he is the best side of a fight announcer I've ever... You could, you could send this guy to people shopping at the mall and it would be interesting. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm into, I'm into it. I'm into it. Like I said, I like uh, what they're fighting about. I uh, appreciate it. Uh, I, is that the end? I am absolutely furious. I didn't hear him say the words "world star" once. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. How, that's he keeps saying, "Share this, tweet, retweet, like, comment, yeah, subscribe." Never says "world star." He's living in 2019, man. That's the past. Yeah, world he knows. Star. He knows. You got to plug yourself. You, you got to plug your channels. <laughs> everything I see on World Star's on from Twitter. You know, I see Twitter. World Star's Twitter. You know, I don't go on World Star. I ain't got time for that shit. Yeah, it seems like uh, Instagram's ruined a lot of those because people just go to their Instagram feed. Anything that was you would have gone to like World Star for mm -hmm. just kind of ends up on your feed. Yeah, yeah, but still, like uh, Godfrey had that thing this week when like he was uh, messing with the kids at the mall and like had them like take like white kids take off do rags and like it it got kind of big on his Instagram, but then World Star shared it and it was like a whole nother level. Did World Star share it on Instagram? Uh, maybe. I Wait, know. what mall was Godfrey at that white kids were wearing do-rags? Uh, Levity Live. He was doing the Nyack show, I think. Oh, and he walked around and yelled at white kids for wearing do-rags? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. Uh, that's, that's pretty dope. great. Because he's, like, th like intimidating enough that you if you're a white kid, you're going to fold fast. From Lebanon or Lebanon. He's he's like a mu he's a muscled up dude. Like Yeah. He's like a six foot four jacked black dude who's like old enough to kick your ass. I guess if and you're he's scared of those kind of people. <laughs> that's funny. Here's the other thing. He's like a sweetheart as a human being, but if he turns on the scary, oh that's a frightening scary. Oh. Yeah, see I don't know how to fight. I'm not scared of black people like you people no, are. It's got nothing to do with no, the it's black more guy. size. And yeah. the blackness. 6'4 ain't shit. 6'4, <laughs> but like, you know. 6'4, you know how bad that guy's knees might be? 260 uh, and rip, though? I'm fucking sidekick that knee in and then take it home for lunch. Yeah, he's got real uh, sparring experience. I don't have that. No, I know. I know. Joseph Roberts is kind of a badass. And I, I, like, I, that's why I kept deferring you when we were watching the fights on Saturday. Like, my, I, I caged everything with, like, yeah, well, Joseph, as the only guy in here who's actually been in a real fight. Well, I just couldn't believe he kept standing him up. That was a fucking an awesome fight. The Tyro Woodley, uh, old new champion of the new champions. What was, uh, that was a great fight. And then the Ben Askren fight, even though it got stopped early. Uh, my God, that slam was that so, slam. it made, it made the $70 I had to spend on that just worth it. That, just that one slam had man, that man, unbelievable, man, boring, right? A little bit, yeah. It was just kind of I mean, like a good fight, you know. It was like nice to see him back, but it was like 
The most exciting well, moment was when you're like, oh, did he just disqualify himself? Yeah, so I wanted, I, I did want to talk to you about that because this yeah. is something that like I brought up to Bisping and he was like, yeah, you're a pussy. You know okay. what I mean? Like for even having this thought. But my thought is John Jones is a known fucking cheater. The guy's gotten caught with more steroids. He hit a pregnant lady with his car, hit and run, went to jail for it. Like, the guy is a known cheater and scumbag in every stretch of the word. If one person deserves to lose his title by disqualification, it's got to be him, right? Oh, come on. Like, how do you not just sit there and be like, all right, I'm going to take the win and the million dollars in the rematch? Fuck this cheater. I think we didn't even think of that. I think, uh, l- I think losing by disqualification, especially when in a fight, you're just kind of in the moment. I get that some people are fighting cheap. But if it's like a one-time thing in one fight, like if you do something like three times in a fight, I kind of get like, like let's say you poke someone in the eye and then they warn you. You poke them in the eye again, they warn you. And then you do it a third time. I get like, hey, you just fucking, you're disqualified. Well, he did well, try. Let me, well, let me just finish, finish what I'm saying. I I think if you disqualify yourself in a fight, it should be a no contest. It shouldn't be a lost belt and a loss. You know, like, I, yeah. Well, here's the thing. In a certain case, like if it was considered an uh, an accidental foul, that might be the case. I've seen that happen before. I've seen it go to the judges' scorecards on some of them. In this, in this instance, it was a it was deemed by Herb Dean an intentional foul. Right, he was knowingly trying to harm his opponent illegally, and he'd already attempted it once in that round when Smith was flat on his back and he blocked with his arm. The kick would have been an auto DQ. The kick was worse than the knee. Because the knee, they have that problem where it's still a somewhat ambiguous rule of the one hand down or the two hands down. And so in this case, he only had the one hand. He, he had one hand down. And I believe in some states, that's okay to then knee it down. In most fights now, yeah. Right. So the fact that it's a ambiguous rule doesn't make it as flagrant as like if it was two hands down and you kicked a guy in the head kind of thing. I, I, I hear you. I'm just saying like in this instance, it's the one fighter I would be. You mean yeah, sure. Because we're all kind of rooting, we're we're all somewhat rooting against John Jones, but yet even though I hate the guy, I, what I hated him the most for was in the Daniel Cormier, because he left us with the question of, are is Daniel Cormier the best or not the best? Because he he went in there and he destroyed Daniel Cormier, and we all love Daniel Cormier. Like in that fight, I was a hundred percent rooting for Daniel Cormier, and you watched your hero, who you thought was going to finally get the upset on uh, John Jones, lose. But then you found out John Jones cheated, and then oh. John Jones couldn't fight anymore. And you're like, every time you watch Cormier, you had to be like, am I really watching the champ here? Did John Jones so, even cheat? They fucking determined that. No, on that one, he did for sure. They determined the amount that he took was like not enough. That was to be- that, that was the time that they just let him refight, not the Cormier one. So for the Cormier one, he did get popped for steroids. What they eventually came back and said was that it was a tainted supplement, so right. he didn't knowingly cheat. It was tainted cocaine. It's all horseshit, dog. Yeah, he's been cheating his whole career. I don't know, man. He's, he's a got, cheater. He's got freak genes you know he's got two brothers in the nfl no one's no one's disagreeing with that but he's also on the record saying yes i cheat because cheating works like he says it about his in-fight style and he says it you know i mean i would assume that would apply to his out of the ring style i don't know i think he's more talking about just like putting his fingers in people's eyes he's a piece of shit i hate him oh he's one of my favorite fighters he's just so fun to watch except for last fight (laughs) <laughs> all right well i i'm sorry to hijack it with uh all this ufc talk rob my bad uh my computer just 
went down, so keep going. You're, you were killing <laughs> it with about the that UFC slam. talk. <laughs> <laughs> that slam was crazy. I, I guess, like, you know, especially with Jones, too, he popped again, and it was like another... They said it was like the same pulsing effect that uh, made it show up in his bloodstream for the New Year's Eve fight, which eventually got it moved to California. My, my point is, like, he keeps popping up with these, you know, however many picograms tests and this, that, and the other thing. Like... I, I don't know. To me, you take the belt off of him from oh. Smith's point, right? You get to fight him again in three months, maybe, you know, with some stricter testing, some stricter whatever. Maybe he doesn't cheat this time. It's a different outcome in the second fight. Either way, benefit? you're so, never getting a title shot no, again. Yeah, it wouldn't, it. it wouldn't have been... Listen, you would be going into the second fight um, basically being booed. What's his name? Uh, 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 Smith. Uh, Smith. However, if you can show up to that second fight and beat the shit out of John Jones, like you're a fucking hero. But the odds of you figuring out in three months how to completely change your games so that you can show up and beat Jones. I know that you got this die, you got this hard on for Smith, and you think if he just pushed forward and fought his fight, he could do it. Here's what happened. Here's what happened to Smith in my in in my very limited MMA analysis. He was hoping to do that. He took that fucking brutal sideways kick up front and just was scared because he realized, oh, this guy's fighting on a different level than these other people I was able to push forward on. And he made the mistake, which everyone does, which is if you stay outside of Jones's range, you're in his kicking range and you're not winning the fight. You have to step forward and try and punch with him because seemingly when it comes to actually just throwing, you know, hands... He's not, he doesn't have the slickest hands in MMA. He's not the greatest striker. He's probably the greatest, like one of the greatest grapplers, wrestlers, fancy on throwing the knees and chopping you down with your legs. He's got an unbelievable skill set. Spinning back elbows. But he's not, if if you're standing like, you know, at just pure punching range and you're not against the walls, you know, he's not like what Max Holloway can do or like what some of these incredible strikers can do. Um, But people make the mistake where you think you're in that comfortable range where you're not quite engaging with him. And that's when you're taking damage against your legs. I just think he's unbeatable. Nah, he's going to go to everyone goes down at some point. Yeah, yeah. but not right now. No, not I mean, more, not yeah. yet. I agree with Robbie. I've been saying for a while, I think the strategy to beat John Jones is to make an ugly fight is to get inside of his distance and just you got to pressing the fight to him. What what I found interesting about Smith is he said with most fighters, they'll wait for the first punch to counter, right? So they'll try to slip it. They'll try to parry it. They'll try to do whatever, or they'll be willing to eat it to get off a two piece of their own. On the with Jones, as soon as you start to fire, he's already like quick twitch, getting his like getting his foot into your stomach, getting those kicks to the knees, kicks to the side. So you don't even have a chance to get your offense started to get into any kind of a rhythm. Jones just completely breaks you out of that, and that's why he was turning up in his shell. I think in a second fight, knowing that was coming, you just throw caution to the wind and say, "Fuck it! If I get now, knocked out, I get knocked out. I'm gonna make this ugly early." I'll say two two more things about this fight, and then we got to move on. One is, I think John Jones was actually almost taking that as a practice fight. And I mean, once he was in there with him, he was like, hey, let me work on some other skills here. He wasn't quite as as brutal or as an attack mode as we usually see from him. And he might have excused that to the fact of, hey, Smith's got this unbelievable... Um, He's got an unbelievable chin. I just can't put him away. But I think he was actually taking the opportunity to work on some other skills. And that's why you didn't see as much of the kind of chop kicks the leg and some of what you traditionally see from him. Also, in my, I'm just telling you, maybe I'm crazy on this one. When I saw Jones first come out and the way he was just kind of jumping up and down before the fight, something just looked a little bit off and not as typically athletic as usual to me. 
I didn't say that while we were watching because we were just watching the fight, but like something about the way like he jumped up, like, you know, with his legs at the he just kind of didn't look his best self. I had the exact opposite reaction. I mean, I saw Jones like jump almost like his his feet, I felt like almost cleared the top of the cage. Like it was insane watching this guy bouncing around to begin the fight. And I remember thinking like, oh, that's what I don't see out of Kane Velasquez anymore. Right. And it's what makes me think he's lost that like athletic, you know. Well, uh, Kane, Kane, that was sad. All right, let's get back into the news. Sorry for all those who don't like MMA. For those of you that do like MMA, I hope you loved it. And you can get more of uh, Harrington. He's the producer behind the scenes on the Believe Me podcast, which believe you me, does not need a shout out from us. <laughs> <laughs> So moving forward, here's a fun article I want to read for you. Ketamine nasal spray. Um, they just created a ketamine nasal spray for depression. That's like a new thing. Like the, the fucking doctors of pharma, they made some kettle. And I read that and I'm just like, when am I going to be able to buy that from college kids? Like how, <laughs> how many years? And firstly, I, I like doc- Is it prescription. It's going to be prescription, but I, I like prescription pills and like ketamine, more. I guess so. I was thinking Kratom. <laughs> well, I like Kratom too, but fucking, I, I've never done, yeah, go for it. Better question. How long until we're selling off-brand uh, ketamine nasal sprays <laughs> at Gas Digital Network? <laughs> as soon as we can, because uh, here's the thing. I, I like, I like, nasal.com. I like pharmaceuticals because I feel like, listen, it might not be my medicine, but I'm taking somebody's medicine. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't feel as guilty. Like, if I'm taking Adderall, like, it's great. You know, this is medicine. Oh, uh, not me. I can't take those kind of drugs. Those drugs are bad. What uh, you don't like uppers? I don't, I don't like the pharmaceuticals. Stimulants. If I, I don't take any pharmaceuticals. Yeah, you, you prefer some acid. You want you want the yeah, acid, yeah. mushrooms. You, you like want, you I'll like their something. you like the organic stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I like a scientist. I like it if if a doctor prescribed it to someone somewhere at some time. It's good for me. Mm-mm. No doctors only deal with people that are dying. K spray. What? K spray. Oh, that's a good name for it, right? I don't think they're going by that, but that's a really good name. I'm just saying, tell me we couldn't bottle oh, up. Oh, I could sell K-Spray. Yeah, you ready? Can I do the ad read for K-Spray right now? Hell yeah. <laughs> really hard to sell ketamine? No, probably not. Well, that's what makes drugs so easy. Do it's you just... want to see God? <laughs> do you have trouble hiding it from your parents? Try K-Spray. <laughs> the ketamine nasal spray. But here's what I love most about this. So you would think whoever's working for like Pfizer is like the world's most brilliant chemist. But it seems like their actual strategy for dealing with depression, they're like, hey, what are the kids taking to feel good? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, hey, can we get some college party kids in here? What are they doing? Maybe, or like they walk outside, they go to lunch, they see like some homeless dude smelling a rat trap and they're like, hey, let's see what's in those rat traps. Like <laughs> maybe there's something that people uh, are getting high. Like, isn't it just funny that they're like, everything that was illegal, mushrooms, which were illegal for you. I remember hearing like the worst things about what ecstasy would do for you. I've never even really done Molly or ecstasy, but now like they came out a couple years ago with a study from, uh, I, I think it was John Hopkins where they're, starting to test it for studying PTSD. The reason being that it triggers parts of your brain that usually you can't access. And like, um, you can start making connections with other human beings. And it's kind of like electroshock therapy that you activate, you know, neurons in your brain that you're not normally using. And then in your regular life, you're able to start using it again. Holy I read shit. that article years ago. I might be totally misrepresenting it. You don't think it's accurate anymore? <laughs> no, I don't know. I- I'm telling you, I read that four years ago. So my memory just might not be that good about the specifics of it. But like, that was something that they said was not just highly illegal, was highly dangerous. And then all of a sudden, they're turning around they're going oh we might be able to help all these suicidal soldiers with this well they need us they need to legalize all drugs well fuck what, yeah I mean, that's what you got to do here if trump wants to make jobs legalize the drugs Take yeah the money out of the mexicans hands 
Well, that's how you get rid of them. That's not a bad idea. Harrington, do you have a thought on what we were saying there? Oh, okay. Um, so the other thing I just wanted to kind of get into is I was watching, uh, um, actually before we do that, this blew my mind. So opioids have been a major problem in this country for a while. It seems to be more addressed. You got people's lives that are ruined by that. So mm-hmm. I saw that per- Purdue Pharma, which is the producer of Oxycontin, which uh, if you're going to, that, that's probably the best one. Harrington, you can weigh in on that. I've always oh, been, yeah. uh, Percocet's the same as Oxycontin, right? Or the mm. Oxycontin's one above Percocet? I mean, Oxycontin is as strong as it gets. Like, but it's under morphine and it's, un- it's under, uh, in terms of a pill. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, as far as like something you're going to take, get a big bottle of that you can get refilled, I mean, Oxycontin is the strongest one out there. Right. That's that's the one that if you have and you're not telling me in Harrington about, you're not my friend. Get out of my life. Don't listen to my podcast. Go follow something else. <laughs> so they've been making Oxycontin for a while. And now as lawsuits are piling up, um, they're considering bankruptcy. Oxycontin. Well, I guess Purdue, which makes Oxycontin, good. is thinking about, well, no, it's not good about that. That means all the victims don't get paid anything ah, from the company. Fuck them. Why do you say that? Let them go under. Let them make a new drug. No, but th- that benefits the company. The company comes out as the winner here. That ah. for years they made countless profits. The CEOs get to walk away with the paychecks that they made then. Let's elect that guy president. He knows how to run a business. You mean Trump? Is he the one? That, is he in charge of this shit? Yeah, he is. Oh my god! Wow, you're really behind on the times here. <laughs> um, I think that to me, these kind of things. It's also very similar to. I used to love the, um, the second section of the Wall Street Journal used to kind of outline what companies were being fined, and I always thought it was very interesting. A lot of these large banks. When they get in trouble, they have almost what they, it's like no fault fines where they don't have to admit that they did anything illegal, but they got to pay a fine to the government. And to me, that's essentially a bribe because you don't go to jail. You're not in trouble. The victims don't get compensated. You hand a pay, you hand a giant check to the government and all of a sudden you're not in trouble. The government just only takes bribes. Well, that's, that, that is a bribe. It might, it might be, you know, a court sanctioned bribe, but that's a fucking bribe. No one's in trouble. I think this also like any CEO that fucking made money off of piping out that Oxycontin, like then take the money from them and give it back to the victims. You shouldn't just, you know, just throw them in jail. Throw him in jail. Maybe. May I, I don't know. Jail's the, like jail's kind of weird to me because uh, what, what does it accomplish? I don't really believe in sex. like butt sex. You ever had yeah. butt sex? Yeah, cause, and, great. He, and that guy's got a fresh ass. He's been like, you know, bidets for years. That's that's a wealthy asshole. <laughs> if anyone can really bidets handle bidets for years, just fucked up on oxycontin. I hear that makes it so you can't shit. So clean ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he he knew all the dangers of taking oxycontin. So he wasn't taking that. So oh. his his shits have been flowing. He hasn't been all blocked up like oh. those other people. All right. So anyways, um, I was watching Alex Jones on Joe Rogan. Did you guys check that out at all? I caught a little bit of it. Wanted to save it for uh, oh, wait, does, does, a long drive. Does our esteemed intern, does he have headphones? Is he able to hear the show at all? Yeah, I have it up in the monitors. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. All right. I'm just checking in. I want to make sure the kid has a nice time so he knows what's going on. He can post post some post some stuff for us. Uh, yeah, so you, uh, <laughs> did you watch did you watch Rogan at all with Alex Jones, Mike Harrington? Oh, he muted himself. You can, yeah, you're muted right now. Just leave your mic on, dude. Oh, sorry. I watched all fucking five hours of it, dude. You did? Nice. Oh, uh, yeah. I, so I watched I watched the highlights, Um, which what I tend to do with Rogan. It's the best. The highlights, man. While I'm, yeah. at, while I'm home eating my 2 a.m. dinner. No, so yeah. the, the way it normally works is, 
somebody here would just because we all follow Joe Rogan will get the notification like, hey, going live with X right now, tune in. And if it's somebody really good, like we had Dr. Phil and Alex Jones back to back. I'm like, I'm not going to not watch the guy you made catch me outside. Talk to Joe Rogan. Like, that sounds awesome. Wait, you watched the Dr. Phil one? Yeah. Dr. Phil one was great. And really? An hour, an hour and a half. I always thought Dr. Phil was such a goof. Like, I was like, I don't want to listen to this guy. That's the character he plays. He plays a goofball. But Wait. really, he's just like a fucking cool dude who played college football and get likes pounding puss. Wait, he feels cool. He just... Wait, you mean that was just a TV character of giving advice? I yeah. Mean, can you give me the real Dr. Phil telling I'm me... I'm Dr. Phil. I'm here to party. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the pussy at? Where's the puss? <laughs> hey, I wish that Cash Me Outside girl was here now. What is Catch Me Outside? I don't even know what that what? is. What? You don't know the Catch Me Outside girl? No. Oh, well, this is unbelievable that we're going to do this on the podcast now. Uh, she is a <laughs> superstar. <laughs> she was originally a 14-year-old girl who was brought on Dr. Phil because she was rude to her mother. Everything has to be- Oh, I think I've seen the... Yeah, well, now she is uh, s- selling out fucking uh, arenas across the country. Doing what? Just being rude Rap- to people? Rapping. She's a rapper now. She's a fucking rapper. Is, she, is her rapping any good? Can you play us a little of the rapping, Harrington? Oh, I was just getting to the Catch Me Outside Yeah, part, let's pull a little well, Catch you can Me play, out- I guess you can play me a little of the Catch Me Outside, and then I'd love to see a little bit of the rap. Alright. There she is. Before Hi. she was famous. Smoking cigarettes. So, so it all worked out for her in the end. Yeah, this made her what famous. What you think you're doing what you think that you're contributes doing. to this chaos and this problem? I don't continue. I don't behave disrespectful. <laughs> I steal cars. This is so old I hat. Credit card. I ain't gonna lie. There's no reason to lie. Everybody know already. Like everybody already knows. And now what she's famous. And she has rappers like kissing her neck you... all the time on Instagram. Uh, it's crazy. Catch me outside. How about that? Oh, great timing! Holy shit! Why don't you take me outside? Yeah, cash me what outside. Is, How what, about that? What did the mom look like, by the way? Her mom's worse her mom than looks, her. Oh, really? Well, I mean. That's like she's a bitch. She's a fucking white, short-haired bitch. I she's kinda, like, I'll toss you. I'll toss you again. That all sounded attractive to me. <laughs> can, <laughs> I, should... can I see what the mom looks like? God, imagine if you fucking bagged her mom. That'd be so awesome. There she is. Do you have an accent of some crying sort? Tell them where it comes from. You know. <laughs> from the street. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, did she just call now, her mom a hooker? Now she is famous. No, she's saying her accent comes from the streets. Yeah, from hooking. I think that's what she meant, no? No, she's just a badass bitch. Okay, now can you play a little bit? She's like 15, and she's definitely banging like adult rappers. She's the next R. Kelly case. Can you you play a little bit of some of her rap for us? And also find the picture of little, find the video of little boozy, of her kissing little boo's neck. Uh, I don't know if we're allowed to watch it on air. Okay, I actually kind of like this song. Can you put on like uh, the video of this? You just want to see her fucking shifting old sis. This is big real rich. I'm gonna get a girl like that. Two houses and I'm still rich. Think it's sweet one switch. Cool video, I guess. It's like a fifties family with David Spade watching it on a little TV. Yo, I sell drugs, yo. Yo, I fuck pussy, yo. Now all the family is like all SoundCloud rappered out. That's pretty funny. I like it. 
Gucci yeah. flip flops. That shit's Make outside up. of my culture. All right, so I want to, <laughs> I want to hear Alex Jones talking about uh, hallucinogenics a little bit because I, uh, I found what he had to say very interesting, and then I want to get into uh, personal hallucinogenic usage a little bit. And if anyone is an expert in in that, it's going to be Joseph Roberts. I wouldn't say expert, but he I'm is definitely not? an explorer. Come on, who, who's got more experience with hallucinogens than you? Yeah. Uh, so here we go. Can you put? Uh, can you move to my computer? I got the clip here. You have it queued up already? I got it ready to go. Uh, to go. I cannot go to your computer because it when it shut off, it shut off the input. Oh so no! So I pulled up the Google Doc and I have. The, oh, okay, so it's the um, it's the Alex Jones yeah, starting I, from 108. 108? 108. Yeah. We're at 109 right now. How crazy is that? Wow! Rogue Whoa. intelligence agency. Okay, so what you're saying is essentially that they're using psychedelic drugs to communicate with interdimensional beings. All right. Yeah, it, spirit guides. Okay. Everyone, great. everyone who's done a high dose of psychedelic drugs has had this experience. So everyone who's listening to you right now who's done DMT or done five grams of psilocybin, they know that this is a, a you have five some kind of communication with something else. The question is, is that something else inside your psyche or is that something else, a chemical Perfect doorway? Question. Is there a chemical doorway Inside the mind that opens up and the belief is that when you die and this is the, what the afterlife is that when you die Your brain Produces these chemicals these chemicals open up this doorway and this is the portal to the next dimension So you're saying you're saying that the government is aware of this and they must be aware of this They've heard enough people talk about it. They must have done experiments on it What yeah. is an unbelievably They want to know thing. the secrets of the universe for sure and and people that have the courage to experiment with these things and try them themselves realize Are we this is to such do a this? profound experience. I think so. <laughs> it is, it's so alien. We're a little bit before specifically what I wanted right to. Uh, in our parking lot. And a, it's a, the next a point from Alex Jones. Really got hear. out. It would be nothing compared to what I've seen on psychedelic trips. Well, let me just tell you. Me getting into this, Joe, is just because so people need to understand that I'm not about I'm to I'm trying to get my time. kids back. And I just don't <laughs> think people are ready for it. But a lot of folks who uh, have low oxygen and and have who all right, we can stop here. Brains. Yeah, people can people well, can well, go and check. Well, this we out. can't stop here. What are we fucking listening to this whole thing for? What just happened? Tongues go back. So, you and me. I'm, I, you I was going to say two percent oxygen. <laughs> you, you can pause it. <laughs> so what he gets into is that the phenomenon phenomenon that a lot of people when taking DMT seem to have a shared experience of seeing aliens. That a lot of people take DMT and they come back and they report, or even people that have taken DMT in a group setting will all say, share the same vision, which has some sort of a suggestion of the fact that when you're taking the stuff, it seems like you're entering maybe another dimension in which there is an alternative reality that's kind of flowing. It's in process and there's like other creatures, like there are other creatures that are here right now, like in this room, we're just not seeing them because we're in this dimension. But if we all took DMT together, we might be able to interact with those creatures. That was kind of the way I understood what 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 he was suggesting. Did Alex Jones take DMT? No, but Alex Jones makes the more insane claim that because I have sleep apnea, I've experienced and seen everything that anyone who's taken these hallucinogens has, which, you know, that's, oh, yeah. that's just pure insanity. Just because you're almost dying every night. But... 
All right, listen, I don't want to, if you're listening to this, I don't suggest that you take hallucinogenics in any way. I disagree. I think some of the people working here might might tell you that they've both had fun with it and that they've both gained wisdom by taking them. I'm not going to tell you that hallucinogens are a good idea, but I do want to get into the, this concept that he's kind of getting into, which seems really, really strange that everybody while taking some of these chemicals has a similar, like, I would think if like, in other words, you're just kind of activating your own imagination because of some chemical, it would be like a dream sequence. Like we somewhat, you know, you might somewhat share dreams, but for the most part, your dreams are fucking weird and kind of personal to what your imagination might fabricate. Hallucinations, from what we're all describing, is not, hey, my imagination just fabricated a pink elephant or or fabricated a dancing whatever. It's everyone going, hey, when I took this, I talked to an alien creature that looked like this. Wait, is this the episode we're going to do DMT on air? I wasn't planning on doing that. So what I, the first question I want to throw to both you and Harrington looks excited is I'd love to hear about your experiences with DMT and like maybe creatures or aliens or that kind of things that you specifically interacted with. Mike, you're up. Oh, okay. Just you wanted me separately. I thought you were kicking the Joseph Roberts first. Um, so the first time I did, uh, first time I did DMT, it was no, like I didn't see any aliens or anything like that. Uh, but I did see like a doorway kind of open up. Um, there's this like, uh, there's this giant picture of like this lady in Cuba on my, on my, uh, in my living room. And like, I saw it and it turned red. And then all of a sudden I was like, uh, an atom. Right. And then I exploded into like beams of light and literally transvert, like just the whole galaxy, like the whole universe from the big bang up until this moment, I saw all of it and it was super intense. Now here's, what's interesting about that in in doing some research, I've actually heard other people describe having that same experience with DMT. So that's weird. Like, that's a shared experience of some people doing DMT. Now, in your other experiences, any alien interactions or what they call the machine, uh, they call them the machine uh, elves? I've never heard that term. That is, that's scary. Google machine elves. That's like a common DMT um, report back. No, I mean, the, the only people I saw, and the best way I can describe it is, uh, have you ever seen Watchmen? Um, no. The blue guy? Yeah, so Dr. Manhattan, like, when he goes to Mars at the end, he builds, like, this whole, uh, like, landscape out yeah. of dirt, and that's kind of what it reminded me of. Like, there was this city full of, like, lights in the distance, basically, and it looked like it had just been, like, risen up by whatever the creatures around me were and, like, created So they this call whole... those the machine elves, and oh. what, they, what they describe with the machine elves is that they seem to be able to manufacture machines, but it's, it's not, like, from building. It seems to be from sounds that they're creating, and some people even think that that's, like... You know, like angels almost keeping the fabric of our universe going, but they seem to like manufacture it in their own little machine LDMT like way. Now, have, I know that you're like a mushroom and acid guy. Have you done DMT ever? Oh, yeah. yeah okay. I've done, I've and done so, DMT. <laughs> do you have any alien machine elf or whatever interactions <laughs> that you can tell us about? Yeah. Yeah. The furthest uh, I've gotten was uh, me and a couple comedians rented a cabin up and, uh, uh, upstate new york and i brought dmt i get it in the crystals and i put it into e-juice and i vape it like i have a vape rig and I right had all that stuff already and uh Did it's it good. taste like battery acid no it's not bad like that you see the bad taste is when you use the crack pipe and sh- or whatever and you have to burn it or try to evaporate it like that but this way tasted delicious okay it's the best way to do it and uh 
fucking hit it, and I'd hit it, and I'd hit it. And what I would uh, do, because there are two trips on DMT. They're either the eyes open or the eyes closed. Eyes open, you know, everything's like, I'm fucking tripping balls right now. Like, whoa. Everything's like made of clay and 70s vision, you know? I remember one time, <coughs> one time I was uh, tripping on DMT. It was like one of the first or second times I had it. And I was naked, like with Cassie and stuff. And I was just feeling my balls like, oh, I'm so glad I got my balls. You know, I was just rubbing them. It felt like fucking, just like the most velvety putty I've ever had in my fucking life. And uh, so there are two trips, you know, eyes open, eyes closed. Yeah. And this time, you know, I was like, I'm going to go deep. I want to go deep. So I plugged my ears. I fucking closed my eyes. And I was just like this. And I'd hold it. You hold it. You hold it. Blood blow half a hit. And then... Just breathe in some air to keep holding half the hit. And then I just do it again. And just keep fucking hitting it, hitting it, and hitting it. And I fucking uh, got there. You know, I went through uh, all the doors and stuff. And uh, there were like six uh, like beings, you know. They weren't like people. But they uh, spoke and, you know, they had personalities and stuff. They were like beings. And uh, they were just telling me. Well, they were reminding me how hard I worked to get my body and, like, how much uh, of a struggle it was to become human and, like, how fucking hard and how long I waited to be a person, you know, and that uh, to just keep, you know, keep working, doing, uh, keep doing my they thing. They were like, don't blow it. Yeah. They, they were, were like, like almost talking to you on a cellular level of, like, you don't understand what the odds of your existence were. Yeah. Don't fucking blow they this. They were like, keep, keep doing, you know, like, they were encouraging. They were like, you know... Keep doing what you're doing, but you got to do it better. And now, did they, like, verbalize that for you, or was it more like a telepathic, like, they just kind of managed to convey that thought to you? Well, I'll tell you, it's hard, because when I was tripping balls, I was like, oh, what? You know, I'm fucking talking to them like this. I'm yeah. talking to them like they talking to me. So I want to say I heard it. Right. But my fucking fingers is in my ears and shit. Right. You know? So I had to be some sort of telepathic, because I was in a different dimension or something. You right. Know. And now, do you think that that was something like fabricated from your own, like maybe there's something within our own brains that if you're doing these chemicals, it kind of almost like, you know, like they say, like you got your lizard brain in the back of your head and sometimes that's fucked up. That's why you're all anxious because your lizard brain's overreacting. Mm -hmm. that I, I, I Like I, I literally know nothing about these chemicals, but like maybe it's triggering your ability to communicate with like other sides of your brain where they're just like, it's almost survival mode where they're like, hey, man, you're kind of missing the boat of like, just be healthy. Or do you think you were in like another realm and these aliens were actually like, hey, man, I want you to know this information. Either way, it affected me the same. You know? Right. It, uh, I think it was uh, more of like a reuniting, you know, of uh, souls or something. You know, if you want to get all like weird or whatever i mean we're already in the category of fucking weird so yeah like uh it felt good to be home almost right you know but i uh took dmt a couple weeks later and they were and uh they're like what, well, are you... What, are you, what are you doing back here man yeah they we were gave like, you your wisdom already you it was like too soon they were like what are you doing like you're just doing this to get high you're like what are you doing like we were trying to give you wisdom why are you back here yeah they're like we you haven't can done I, anything else can i comment on that um i mean of course i can <laughs> but harrington before i comment on that all right so and another thing i was uh <laughs> i was like super high as fuck before because i actually i want to i want to say something on that before i do uh harrington i felt like you had something you wanted to say about 
interacting with the beings telling you to take better care of yourself. Well, no, like I definitely did have that same exact thought process coming out of like the, the first time, like that whole experience, like I said, of like going from a single cell, right? The dawn of the universe to everything that's ever been created. It, it kind of reinforced in me just on my own without uh, talking to anyone that time. Uh, just how incredible it is. Like, I, I once looked up the odds of being born. It's, like, legitimately mathematically impossible, like, to calculate the amount of zeros behind, like, the the one in whatever chance it was of being born, of, like, my parents, parents, parents meeting and having sex the exact time they did. You get what I'm saying? You were like, thinking about your parents fucking while on DMT? What's wrong with <laughs> No, that? I was thinking about, like ancestral like you know couldn't even speak past grunting uh like irish hill people fucking right like that's what really got me and like everything that had to happen down the line of time for me to exist at this exact moment is absolutely like astonishing right when i did a salvia i had to remember that i was born i did salvia when i was 18 and honestly it was like too soon to take something like that i wasn't taking it seriously and uh, I was fucking sitting there on my couch, and I just forgot everything about my... Like, I had no identity. I was just a blank slate. And I just saw my friend over there laughing, and he looked like a fucking bear. And that was scary as hell. So, based on what you were saying before coming back to it, and the creatures being like, Hey, man, uh, we were trying to teach you a lesson, and now you're just trying to use this as a drug. I think, generally speaking, with in my opinion, with some of these hallucinogens, they do have a lesson to teach you. And once you've acquired that wisdom, they almost kind of punish you for taking it again. And I've had that experience with with salvia, um, where the first time I took it, it was like it was really beautiful, and there there was some wisdom imparted on me. And then the later times that I took it, I felt like I was in this demonic realm where you just entered this like area that people wanted to fuck with you. We need but... to get salvia on the show. We need to get DMT on the show. <laughs> that's what that's what run your mouth is going. We're going into a test out your drugs podcast. Um well that's not that's not the vision of what I have for the show and that's ah! not that's not what we're trying to do here but um but you know what's a, uh, DMT is not something I had ever heard of up until um I want to say like 3 years ago when Rogan was kind of talking about it having used with Stanhope and then it seemed to become a little bit more commonplace and people even within my social circle talk about it and people look for it and now you got the research that's come out about ayahuasca it's a little more standard but when i was in high school um and then college like salvia was around and i one time took um like it was a hundred times x salvia concentrate and wow. it I, I i did it at my friend's place and what people describe of dmt of like i didn't process it in this way but when people were talking about crossing over to another dimension i can look back and go oh that's what happened mm -hmm. but i remember i hit i was outside of my friends of my friend's house and we hit the hundred time x concentrate and the entire universe went just black like it was just black it was black i'm in a black room and i'm surrounded by faces and the faces are kind of the best i can describe it of if you saw like an an anamorphic like subway graffiti art of like you know like a flute but was also a face at the same time like take that image in your head and now cross that image with like the old joe camel cartoon like you know what i mean so it was like that kind of a weird like graffiti art face but i'm surrounded by i want to say 
30 of those in a black room. So it's just the faces, and they're just fucking laughing at me. Yeah, Salvi I mean, is intense. Just, I want to do Salvi right fucking now. Just laughing at me. Like, 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 like I was kind of laughing with them, but it also seemed like I was like the victim of their laugh. But right. like, that was of it. Like, I didn't think much of it. At the time, I was just like, How old oh, were you? Eh, maybe 20, whatever. Yeah. Like, I'm just saying, I didn't think much of it. I was like, oh, this is some weird thing that my brain conjured up while I took this drug. But then when I heard with these people with the DMT and then I like I was reading like machine elves, I was like, what? this is fucking weird. There seems to be like some other, I, I don't know. Listen, I'm just throwing it out there because I think this is interesting. If you have oh, yeah. some weird DMT or salvia experiences, this fascinates me. Hit us up. G Mike, what the fuck's our email address again? This is your chance. Plug it. <laughs> All right, I'm like 90% sure it's runyourmouthpodcast at gmail.com. Two, two hours of us gibberish, and you couldn't look it up yeah. just to clarify. Well, the 90%. You're literally sitting at a computer, buddy. Yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's our very confident intern, G Mike, here to help us out. All right. Um, next topic I want to get into is uh, I'm going to skip ahead. Maybe next week. I, I did want to talk about. Um, Mueller a little bit to give the short version um because I we're going long here I don't want to bore people um Mueller I mean not Mueller Cohen he gave that testimony did you guys watch any of that I heard it was bad absolutely not I heard he snitched on everybody though no he basically well that that that's somewhat true what was scary to me about the Cohen testimony and if you want to I'm not gonna play the moment you can check it out it's um hour 151 um in uh Give me one second so I can just tell the people. The Fox News stream, if you want to check out their full version, they put out a 721. Go to minute 149 when he was being questioned. Um, do you remember a couple years ago when Peyton Manning won the Super Bowl and they were talking to him in the post the post interview and twice he plugged Budweiser? Hell yeah. Do you remember that? And, I, and it got weird. It was like the first time he did it, you didn't think much of it. But then like second they asked him, so what are you going to do? He's like, I, I'm just going to drink my Budweiser. And it was like, it was very clear he was paid and he was trying to get that endorsement across. Do you remember that? I don't, but that's so badass. I remember that. Oh, it was, it was, it was, he was so flagrantly just getting paid for that moment. He's like, I'm not going to retire, but I am going to drink too much. (laughs) Yeah, that was basically what it was. And then, and (laughs) when he said the exact line twice, you were like, oh, you fucking phony. So anyways, Michael Cohen, when he said things like Donald Trump is a racist and Donald Trump won't peacefully give up power. And then when you opened up the New York Times and the front page was those two things, I was like, okay, that's the equivalent of an endorsement. Somebody told him, hey, while you're out there, if you want to be playing ball with us and you want us to go easy, we need you to say the following things. And along those lines, if you go to minute 149 in the Fox thing, um, they ask him, hey, did you talk to the Democrats before coming here today? And he starts getting really weird about it. He doesn't want to give straight answers. Now, it's interesting in the transition since the Michael Cohen testimony, and we're getting to the end of the Mueller report, is that they've said, basically, it seems like Mueller's not really coming up with any Russia collusion. And now they're kind of switching gears. They're like, okay, well, there was no Russia collusion, but we've learned enough about this shit that we have to just run an investigation into whether or not Donald Trump is a piece of shit. Now, here's the thing. We know Donald Trump's a piece of shit. You can investigate anyone who's ever run. You're going to find out dirt about them. That has nothing to do with this idea of like, hey, he's working for the Russians. Um, And you're going to see more of that over the next few weeks as the Democrats try and transition to some different talking points of how there's an ongoing investigation for Donald Trump. And it's going to have nothing to do with Russia. All right. That's all I want to say on that. Wait, wait a minute. Yeah. What? 
<laughs> so yeah. So to be clear, what you're saying is, are they going to try to legally shift focus on him and yes. make it so that, like, the Mueller, because of what he's done, we can impeach him on these grounds? No. Basically, what they're trying to do, and in, in, in my opinion, they ran the Mueller investigation under the guise of, um, we need to take a look and see if he's colluding with the Russians. Now, colluding with the Russians isn't even a crime. But what they're trying to say is, hey, maybe this foreign power, which is our biggest adversary, is actually um, behind the scenes puppeteering Trump. And this is really a treasonous president. And so we need to have an investigation, Tim. So they run this whole investigation. That'd be crazy. Now, everybody that's gone down because of this investigation, they're not going down for colluding with the Russians. They're going down for crimes that either were predate Donald Trump or for lying to investigators. None of it, no one's going, no one's been busted for, hey, you were colluding, colluding or you were treasonous because of the Russians, and so therefore, none of that's happened. But now what they're saying is, hey, look, we've had a couple people who have done really shitty things in terms of campaign finance laws or in terms of cheating on their taxes, um, and it seems to us like Donald Trump is really rotten, and so we need to bring all these witnesses back in so we can fully understand just how rotten Donald Trump is. There's nothing really like firstly, you can do that to any president ever. And there was nothing illegal about, well, I, you might've done illegal shit, but it's not like the illegality of being a rotten president, but you're going to see that they're, they're going to basically take the moral high ground of because of what's come out in the Mueller investigation. We now need to actually do a full investigation of Donald Trump and his character. And we need to get those tackles turns and we need to look at his finances and all that to me is corruption because that's essentially what you see in like banana republics when they turn on one of their own and they go, Hey, we got to get rid of this guy from the Chinese government because he's no, the whole fucking system's corrupt. You just don't want him on the inside anymore. And so you're investigating him. That, that's what's going on here. In my opinion, I this over all your heads. So, but no, no, what I'm, what I'm trying yeah. to figure out though, is what would be the legal grounds then to like, Hey, you're a piece of shit. We're impeaching you because you're a piece of shit. Like, well, here, let me. I'll, I'll read. I'll read you the two articles. Yeah, because like that. That's so what... here. This is from uh, the New York Times. The chairman of the House Judiciary Committee delivered a flurry of demands for documents from the executive branch in the broader Trump world on Monday that detailed the breadth and ambition of a new investigation into possibly obstruction of justice, corruption, and abuse of power of by President. Oh, sorry. Uh, we've been tricking margaritas with the HSR guys all night. You know, obstruction of justice, corruption, and abuse of power by President Trump and his administration. So none of this is collusion. It's obstruction of justice because of the investigation that they started with him under false terms. Corruption and abuse of power. I don't know where, you know, I, I'm, he's a fucking president. I'm sure there's corruption and abuse of power. Um, and, well, that's it. In the two months since they took control of the House, Democrats and several committees have begun scrutinizing members of the president's cabinet, his business, his campaign, his inaugural committee, as well as his key ties to foreign powers, including Russia, which tried to disrupt the 2016 presidential election. They've also laid the gr groundwork to try and obtain Mr. Trump's tax returns. So they're pivoting at it. They're going, hey, we didn't get the Russia collusion thing, but there's enough here that like looks like corruption. Let's investigate all these other stuff. How great would it be if what they finally catch him on is lying about inauguration numbers? <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I mean, that's great. I would love that as well. Um, okay. And then the last thing I want to say about this is uh, there's currently a gag order on uh, on uh, uh, Stone, Roger Stone. And to me, that is 
bullshit that when you have a court case with the government, you're not allowed to talk about it. You see the failure of government in things like R. Kelly or Michael Jackson now, or how many, like, even the, the, the shifting tides in terms of the Me Too movement, sometimes you need the court of public opinion to go, hey, this is going on in our culture, and government's overlooking it. The court of law is overlooking it. We need you guys to go correct it. That shouldn't happen. Those things are criminal. They shouldn't require the court of public opinion. However, we see that there is a flaw in justice in this country that the court of public opinion does kind of dictate, which is also going on with Saudi Arabia with that Kasahogi guy who was murdered. The court of public opinion very much so will dictate the kind of cases and shit that the government takes on. So if you have a person who's um, basically being investigated for corruption, the idea that they're not allowed to appeal to the court of public opinion so that we can all basically look at the evidence ourselves and go, hey, what government's clearly doing here is corrupt is ridiculous. They basically want to say, hey, you can't talk about this out there because we want to be able to have the final say in here and don't want to have anyone question what we're saying or doing. And to me, that I don't know. That doesn't seem fair. Yeah, it sounds gay. <laughs> I mean, if one person is gonna get is not going to be mad at a gag order, it's got to be Roger Stone, right? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, all right. Another quick take. And then, you know, we're kind of pressed for time. I want to call Yosef here. Um, Andrea Arcasia Cortez. They're gonna make they're gonna make her president. No, nah, I don't think she's. Here's uh -huh. here's why she's not gonna do it. She made a mistake. We've talked about this before Mistakes in the show. Don't matter. Go ahead. We've talked about this before in the show. Sometimes it's better to stay in the middle. Sometimes when you stay in the middle, you're not too ambitious. Yeah, tell that to Trump. People people don't attack you. Well, they're Trump, making her. They're Trump, making her. Trump Trump knows how to win, but sometimes they're making her Lady Trump. What's telling you? They're they're make on Fox News. She's always on the. She's always what they're talking about. So they're making her famous. They're making her like. They're making her president. I'm telling you, when she's eligible to do it, she will be. Is she too? Is she's too young at the moment? I think she's too she. Young. I think she's too young to be 2020. But they're making her president. Yeah, I think I think it's 35 to take office, and she's what like 29 now, something like that. So she's got to survive six more years. I mean, here's the thing, dude. You know, it, it, talk about overambitious. A guy like Corey Glover, who was like, you know, screaming at the Kavanaugh investigations, like that's a guy. Who could use the like stick to or Cory Booker was that his name maybe like that's a guy who could use the like stick to the middle narrative because uh you know like that came off cringy and like he kind of sucks this chick is like flag planted from the start and we're all talking about it now mm -hmm. her run in 2024 mm -hmm. when Trump's gonna be out of there anyway yep I'm right. telling you she's gonna win they're if they keep this up, she's going to be the most famous politician the Democrats have. Well, that's true. I'm, so, I don't even know of any other Democrats. So here's what's infuri infuriating about her. She's got this basic, basic tone of, hey, government can handle everything. We got to give more control and power to government. Um, and government, they're the experts. Let's have government control the resources when it comes to healthcare. Let's have government control. And then while she's saying all that, She's now in trouble for, firstly, um, we're not sure if she even lives in the Bronx. That's like a big thing where she's been claiming that she has residency in the Bronx, and it appears as if she if she doesn't. That's The New York Post has been on her case about that. By the way, this might all be sensational journalism that I'm quoting here, as I'm mostly quoting the New York Post. When the New York Post goes after somebody, when the New York Post doesn't like any somebody, they are the fucking best at that. They have no shame in terms of being, hey, we don't like you. We're going to write some fucking trashy articles about how, why we don't like you. They're the best at that, you know, because mm -hmm. they just own it. Um Fox News has also had some good dirt on her. But like I said, these are all coming from highly conservative news sources. So the first one is 
there's questions about whether or not she even really lives in the Bronx. So what's funny about that to me is like, you're both saying, hey, we need government. We need government to create more rules. But at the same time, you're realizing like, well, in my personal life, it's kind of annoying when government has rules. For mm-hmm. me, I want liberty. I think when the government steps in with rules, it gets in the way of being successful and having a good life. Yeah, of course. But for everybody, I think that we need strict rules of government. Then the other thing she did, she didn't even have, she got fined for this. She wasn't, she didn't have worker, um, worker um, uh, insurance, I think, for like uh, for like an injury. Like if someone got injured, like working on her campaign, she didn't have the proper insurance. So while she's going to try and be out there creating legislation for why everybody needs to take care of their workers, she wasn't even carrying the necessary insurance. Now, there was other crazy ones. Um, she's got all these environmental policies. They busted her on spending like an insane amount of money on Uber rides instead of ever, um, like she never took the subway. I like how just before this, we're like, yeah, they're just gonna go find out and find out the uh, character of Trump is bad. It's like, yeah, this, this bitch is a, a politician. She's a twenty-eight-year-old politician. She's probably not the best person in the world. No shit. Right. Well, I agree with that. Uh, yes. You, I mean, yes, yeah. You're right. you're, they're they're just digging into her. Just, I mean. But he, so here's the difference. Donald Trump, in some ways, ran on a platform of, hey, we need a um less of the EPA and we need less taxes and we need less government in order for businesses to be successful and that's been a big no, no. that Donald was actually Trump did, uh, ran on doing uh saying outrageous shit and getting free uh publicity that off was of news and that that's was exactly what that this was, bitch is doing that was a big part of his campaign and you're right i i've said that i'm part of the problem as well that orcasio cortez has mastered what donald trump mastered which is free publicity for saying crazy shit however in donald trump's presidency he did roll back taxes he did roll back um rules against businesses like and he was also rolled back the epa and that was a big thing he said was if we did those things we'd end up with more um business development and we could grow the economy she's rolling on on a premise of hey we need government to start legislating these things while in her personal life not not utilizing it like just fucking instead of taking the subway she's spending like i, I think she spent like like 20 or 40 or like some crazy amount of money on uber rides do you think in the next yeah. election that someone's policies are going to be the most important thing no nothing matters me either okay also they were talking about that she was um driving a um like some crazy van now she's in trouble on a possible uh, violation of campaign finance laws she was going after like hey we can't have dark money or whatever she had just, all this money i just yeah. hope they catch her pissing on a fucking like mattress in <laughs> russia you know what i mean There's something like real she was fucking... the she was actually the chick who was peeing on donald trump <laughs> wouldn't that be an incredible full that's, circle that's something uh, i want to fucking hear about wouldn't that be a, a fucking full circle thing and then the uh, the last thing this was a great post article but but her mom actually moved to Florida because she couldn't uh, afford New York City's property taxes. It's expensive. Well, but the, the greatness of being like, hey, we need more taxes, and that's the only way that we're going to fund things, and that like the the idea that we won because Amazon was going to exploit workers uh, because they weren't going to pay their fair share when your own mom moved somewhere to avoid taxes. I mean, liberalism's retarded. We're not. We don't have to fucking split hairs here. That that doesn't work. Communism doesn't work. Free market is what you should do. And I still don't get the whole Amazon thing. I don't know why you wouldn't want more money coming into your city. I all just right. don't understand it. So we're all on the page, the same page here. We got the politics out of the way. Can we call uh, Mr. Feldstein? Yeah, let me get on that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Very enthusiastic. Yeah, I was hoping that fucking Amazon would open up and it would like a couple of drunk fuckers would come and make the creek their regular or something, you know, and put pump some money into there. Yeah, I was thinking that too, man. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on, G Money? How you doing in there? All right. Hand up, thumbs up. Do we have a? Uh, 
Do we have any beers in the fridge? Hang loose sign. We got a hang loose sign okay, from G Mike. <laughs> hang loose, Rob. Get the fuck off my back. You know, slim pickings. Who's that? Is that him? All right. What's up, Yosef? This is me, the host, Rob. <laughs> what, what's up, buddy? How's Henry doing? He's uh, sleeping. He's probably going to wake right. up Give in me a like favor. five minutes. Put the phone up to, to Henry. Like Put the phone up to Henry's face, and let me talk yeah. to Henry. Joseph Roberts wants to talk to Henry. Can he talk to Henry? I mean, we're all a podcast family here. Of course, he can talk to Henry. Uh, is Henry Joseph your dog Robert's or your here. child? <laughs> 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 Who's your good boy? Who's your good boy, Henry? Go for it. You're a good boy, Henry. You're a good boy. Oh, go you, 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 That's enough. <laughs> how's uh? How's what is this? Is this uh fourth week? Fourth week of baby? Third week of baby? Uh, going on the fifth. Going wow. on the all right. I wasn't too far off. How's it going? What was that? How how are you? You sound tired. Oh, um, do you want to go back yeah, to bed? Uh, <laughs> I I might. <laughs> I don't even I don't even know what time it is. It's eleven forty eight. A.M. 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 Oh wow! Yeah, I, I slept a lot. Yeah, right. you slept a lot, motherfucker. So Yosef, I got two important topics that I want to talk to you about. The first is let's I, hear them. The Okay, I've been eating, and I want to. I'm throwing. I'm throwing something crazy out here. You ready for this? I have been eating a lot of um, granola cereal that you find in the health aisle at supermarkets, and let me tell you, that is some underrated junk food. You eat it. You, you got to throw it in cereal with milk. Have you ever like experimented with the granola cereals in a health food aisle at like a Stop and Shop? You're trying to excite me. And you're seeing you're bringing up granola cereal. What the fuck is this? That's what I'm telling you. I'm and then and then I'm calling it junk you. food, and then go and then that's, that, saying that it's junk food. It Are is. you kidding me? I'm telling you, it's, it's like eating a bowl of um of like cinnamon. I mean, uh, oatmeal raisin cookies. Like you, 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 I don't know. And here's I like being lied to. I like I like eating a bran muffin and having someone lie to me that something's healthier than it is. It's like eating a cookie that rips the roof of your mouth up. That shit fucking yeah, hurts have, my mouth. Nah, that was that, that was that was weird... Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch did that shit, and that was a great Family Guy when they got attacked for uh you know the the roof of your mouth. No, I'm telling you, man, fucking granola cereal out of the health food aisle. And a bowl of milk is underratedly delicious junk food cereal. Harrington, are you going to come to my rescue here? I absolutely not, dude. <laughs> you're, on, yeah, you're on an island on. here. I'm sorry, buddy. All right, well, listen. Like, next... It's a very small island, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> next episode, when you finally show up, I'm going to have to taste. It, it, We're going to have to do a sample here because you guys are all going to agree with me. I promise you I'm not wrong on this. Right, so we'll do that. I, I'll do I've, golden. I've, yeah. I've eaten granola cereal. I, I've done it. It's when, not exciting. Well, then you haven't done it's it recently. not junk food. And you didn't get it no, out no, of no, the no. fucking in, health food aisle. I like this confidence oh, yeah, out yeah, of you, yeah. though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll do that, and we'll you're do the goldfish You're a fucking milk. mess. Uh, maybe you're yeah. right. Okay. Um, now, before I move on to the last topic of today's podcast, do you have any any food tips you want to throw out there for the fans? Any any recent, you know, discoveries? No, I'm just I'm just scraping by. Hey, do you, you mind? Uh, I'm, I'm, like, foraging. You mean because there's no time to shop? 
I don't know. Just eating whatever, whatever is there. There's, right. there's hey, no real. Uh, Yosef, it's not like I'm, I'm eating like exciting granola cereal or anything. Right. I got you. You don't have time to explore the health food aisle at Key Foods. Hey, Yosef. Yeah. Can you bring us Yosef. some uh, breast milk next time you come into the studio. Oh, please don't. Uh, please don't. Let's not do that bit. That's a bit. You didn't even want to do it on air. You just wanted a little breast. Yeah, I forgot we were recording for a minute. I was just hoping we could get a. <laughs> is that a, a, nice is that a real question? Have you have you tried somebody's breast milk? I'm dying like, to. Well, some Jewish breast it's milk. It's actually really it's it's really good on like health on tap? food. Uh, it, only if it's granola. on tap. It's only good on tap. Once it's been in the refrigerator, it's no good anymore. I want it chilled over ice. Would you do that for Joseph Roberts? Uh, we're all family here. Only if you. Only, only if he eats it over uh, granola cereal. Okay. Yeah. Fine. No, I want to see him jer- go straight. The over granola <laughs> uh, you cereal- said you want to see me jerk off. You almost said that. Did anyone want to hear him <laughs> say that? Granola cereal is delicious, even in disgusting tit milk. It's going to make it like disgusting tit. It's going to cut a, it down. Hey, that's an insult to your wife, there, Yosef. I'm not going to stand yeah, for I, that. I think your wife is yeah, is a lovely lady and has delicious tit milk. I assume. <laughs> Drink that shit. <laughs> Thanks for calling in. Okay, so <laughs> I wanted to talk to you about The Bachelor. I know that you're a big fan. Uh, an article came that's up. My bread and butter. An article came up about um, this season, and the article was well written. It caught my eye about the guy jumping the fence. Harrington, if you got something on this, go no, for it. I just wanted to know about homie jumping the fence. It's the only time I've cared about The Bachelor in like four years. Yeah, Please. That, that caught my eye. So. First is, if you can give us a little bit of the backstory, because from what I understood from the article, this guy was actually, I think, a virgin going into it, and he's a pretty, like, you know, he's a good-looking dude, he's pretty fit, so I'd love to hear a little bit of just the backstory of, like, how they built it up, if he was, in fact, a virgin, how he ended up being a virgin, if you could just kind of paint the setting for us a little bit going into the the fence jump. Absolutely. So, uh, this guy... He's a former football player. He's retired now. Um, he never really made it. Um, but he, the whole virgin story is that he was a virgin because he never got around to fucking. Like, he was too focused on his his NFL career. That's ridiculous. And football career to... He would have been better. Fuck. You mean he would have been better if he well, was having sex? Of course. No, yeah. no, no. He would have been better at football if he was only focused oh, on football. Oh, for sure. No, you lose testosterone Uh-oh. when you come. You got to keep it all in or suck it up or drink it or something. What? That's insane. I heard Michael, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Irving. No, no, Strahan. no. Fuck me. Um, Lewis. No, just Jordan. Keep, just, keep, Jordan. Just, keep going, just keep going. Just keep going. Just keep Thompson. going. Just keep going. Michael no. Johnson. I heard Mike Tyson say on Rogan, like, what's the better thing that you're just thinking about sex all the time? And he, he you know, he's one of the best boxers ever. He's like, that thing, that's bullshit. Like, you're just better that's off. True. You know, you're better off being focused. And I think such a such a driver for male for men is fucking. And I think that's part of what makes people be the best at what they do is the motivation slash the clear. Uh, the clear head of mind that comes from having sex. So let's just say that this guy had a bad perspective and it's also just not true. I've, I've been in those grooves. You're like, oh, I'm too busy to go out and date to meet someone. You're just being afraid. You just don't want to go out there. You don't want to challenge yourself. And uh, he's full of shit. So continue. Tell me a little bit more about this backstory. No, exactly. Of- that, that, that's the whole thing. He had a very disappointing NFL career. He maybe had like, he was a tight end. He was probably like, had like 10 catches his entire career and he's like 
25 and out of the league. But now he's on The Bachelor. He's The Bachelor. He was like uh, down to like the final five in The Bachelorette last year, and that's how you become The Bachelor. Um, and so right before this fence jump, dude is down to his last three girls. And when it gets down to three, that's when traditionally on The Bachelor and Bachelorette, they go to the fantasy suite. I think I brought this up to you before. You did. Yeah. So uh, the fantasy suite is basically code word for that's when they fuck, when it's down to the three finalists. But in this case, this guy Colton, the bachelor, he, the, the, they've been building up this whole story about Can I ask him a side being a question? Did he get like hand yeah. jobs and blow jobs and he just didn't want to have sex with those people? Or is he just like totally I don't know. There's, unexpl- there's, they don't they don't get into that on NBC. Yeah, they don't clarify. It's not like they get granular. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. it's just like it's just like this blanket statement of like of that's what he is, and they make the whole big fucking to do about him being a virgin. So it's down to his last three. So he he's with the first girl, and they go to the fantasy suite, and basically they 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 didn't have sex. They just kind of like stayed overnight together and had some alone time. Then it gets down to this, the next girl. So can I, and I, I just want to yeah, stop. go ahead. Yeah. In my opinion, I want to just float this advice out there for people in life. Don't look for perfect. Like even when it comes to losing your virginity, you look for perfect, you look for special moments and you're, ne- it's never going to happen because you put too much pressure on shit. And just because of that pressure that you're creating, you'll never really have fun. You'll never really be in the moment. You'll never get what you're looking for. The way that you do it is you fuck that first chick and you have an awkward experience and then maybe the second night you have more confidence and then you have a better moment with that chick or four years later you actually find someone that you love. If you keep just kind of like looking for perfect shots, perfect moments, it never happens. It's all about getting started, getting better at shit and moving forward. The idea of like, you know, standing on the sidelines until, you know, just everything comes together perfectly, it's not life. But anyways, continue. Oh, how could I fucking follow that up? No, no, because you're, that, that, you're, you're giving it to us. It's, that's just such a great order of uh, life lessons. So, okay, so then he goes on the second date with this chick. and so, I will, No, then, he, yeah. then he's with the second girl, and he basically, after they have their date, and it's at, at the night period where they're about to get the, the fantasy sweet card, she gets, like, crazy cold feet. And they're in Portugal, and her father comes. It's just this whole fucking to-do. And she's about to tell Colton that she's she's out. Like, she's done. Like, she doesn't have the same feelings for him. So he sits her down, and she's like, I'm, I'm going to leave. And he's like, no, no, no. Like, take your time. You're <laughs> like, you know, we don't have to. <laughs> he goes, no, I, you're the one. Like, which is like unheard of in the bachelor world. Like when it's down to the final three, you don't like, that's why this guy's like a fucking virgin. One. You, You've got you, three you, pussies exactly. on the line. Why? Yeah, you got to diversify exactly. the he, portfolio. It's like he has three. He could, the whole, the whole point is you fuck these three girls or, or three guys, depending if it's the bachelor or bachelorette. And then you cut one of them they all, and then you're down to the final were, two. Were they all as hot as this one that he fell in love with? Cause this chick was a smoke show. Um, yeah, they're all fine, but, um, but she, like, he's like, no, no, like we could take our time. Like this doesn't have to be, 
you don't have to make your decision right now. Um, you can, you know, like we don't have to, because basically she was saying like, Oh, if, if we go through with this, um, you know, like we're, we're gonna, um, have to get engaged like instantly. And he's like, no, 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 we could wait on that. Like, but you're the one crazy maneuver by him. And then she still is like, no, no, I need to leave. So she walks out and then he fucking jumps the fence. So all right, and like, here's, here's where I respect his, his fence jumping. And even I was hoping to play the, the whole audio of the thing, but we're, uh, we're coming down to the time that if we're in studio, we'll get in trouble. Um, so what I liked is firstly, he, he had a bad strategy here and that you never, you can't open up to someone. You gotta be like, all right, you want to leave? You get leave. like this is not the. You never want to have these open, honest moments. They not never on win. national They're television. Sad. It's terrible. But anyways, God bless him. He he keeps his shit together. He doesn't cry when 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 she when he when she breaks it to him toughly, and he's clearly having a tough time, and he's shaking. And then you know they're just trying to get the cameras so that they can catch the moment when he cries, and he jumps the fence, and he's like, you, you know, they found him twenty minutes later, and he's like, I'm fine. There was a bug in my eye. You know what I mean? Like he's just being a fucking dude about it. <laughs> but then what's great is they get her in the car afterwards, and they're driving her off, and she's like really you know she's kind of. She's kind of upset about it just because like, oh, the other, okay. One other funny thing is like, they were like, how did he escape? Where did he go? And they, they paint, they paint a setting. Like they were basically keeping the guy at the bin Laden branch that like, it's totally like, you know, it's that far off the grid. Um, but when I, what I love is like, you know, she's in the on some like private resort in Portugal. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Like it's, there's no danger. Oh, because they were kind of but playing they, it, it off. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But then I love, like, you know, she's she's in the car and she's feeling all bad. They're interviewing her. But, like, you could also tell that she's kind of thinking, like, oh, like, me? Yeah, I'm super f- hot. I'll be fine. You know, like, don't worry. I Like, if anything, I'll get myself some feel-better dick on the ride home. Like, if anything, I'll fuck Jeff Bezos. <laughs> like, I'll be fine. Are you kidding me? Like, I got to th- I gotta forget about that loser. I'm going to go, you know, I'll go get, oh, yeah, some, she, I'll go get she, some dick she, in a she, bar. <laughs> yeah, she was just like, I, I wasn't going to get laid with this dude. He was just, you know. He just kept on saying, like, yeah, we have all the time in the world. Yeah, I don't want and that. she just wants to fuck, yeah. I don't want that fucking sad virgin sex. If you had fucked the other chick the night before, there'd be less pressure on me. I would have had ah, fun. Ah, there you go. All right. Um, Yosef, yeah. we're coming uh, We're coming to when we got to get out of the studio. Well, uh, we got to get started a little earlier thanks so we can get you on for more. But uh, thanks so much for calling in. And uh, hopefully. Thanks for uh, having me. It's hopefully, Henry uh, will be old soon and you can start making the journey in, you know? Yeah, and grow old and we'll strong. We'll get there. We we'll get there. Emir Tzashem will be able to eat some granola together in the future. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I'm feeling very disappointed that I didn't think of some, some food items that I've been eating or actually eat anything to be able to trump your granola cereal, but All right, next that's week. just pathetic that I couldn't. Next week, next week. All right, thanks for joining us. Have a good one, dude.